Welcome to another episode of Behind the Sport. Just Shane here this time. Brent's uh, been over East racing in the RX-8 Cup Series at Sydney Motorsport Park. I'm uh, feeling a little bit dusty after the first running of the Joondalup Festival of Motoring, which I kept calling Festival of Motorsport. And, uh, well, the organiser, Justin Hunt, kept slapping over the back of the head every time I said it, so quickly learned to stop saying that. But uh, today we're, we're heading over East. Uh, for our guest, uh, we have a lovely lady joining us today uh, from Motorsport Australia. She is the, the national participation lead uh, for Motorsport Australia, looking after the Ricardo's races and more importantly, the FIA Girls on Track. And hopefully, I'm going to pronounce her last name right. Her Priyanka Chatter. That is correct. Thanks yes. for having me, Shane. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> how are you? You're based over in uh, Tasmania. How, how's how's old Tasmania doing? Well, we had a hailstorm today, so it wasn't the best of days. Um, but apart from that, all good. What's been happening in your world? Well, we've had the the just everything has been all about festival of uh, motoring, and uh, yes. of course, the last couple of rounds of the well, the last round of the uh, West Australian. Uh, WA Sporting Car Club Championships coming up, which also wraps up the circuit racing season for Motorsport Australia in Western Australia, which there's some of the championships are only about two points apart. So it's going to be mm. a very, very interesting race meet. And then in a couple of weeks' time, you're coming over for Daniel uh, for the Ricardo races and uh, FIA Girls on Track. So that's that's my life at the moment. And, of course, this uh, chatting to wonderful people on this podcast. So I want to jump straight into it because it is uh, quite late over where you are and, um, you know, daylight savings and all that. And West Australia doesn't embrace daylight savings because apparently uh, daylight savings, the curtains will fade because of the extra sunlight and the cows won't know when to uh, produce milk. That's uh, fascinating. <laughs> It's a very West Australian thing um, to say that about daylight savings. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, it, we're an interesting bunch, that's for sure. Um, now, tell me, you're in Motorsport Australia. How did, how did you get involved with motorsport? Was motorsport like a passion for you growing up or was it something that you fell into in a job? Uh, it's something that I fell into as a job. Um, I grew up in India. And I grew up playing sport. Um, my father um, used to box and play squash at a state level. So my brother and I grew up very athletic. We were always encouraged to play soccer, cricket, basketball, tennis, swimming, horse riding, badminton. Pretty much got myself involved in every sport. Did a fair bit of karting, but that was just, you know, recreational, socially. No one ever said, no one ever told me that I could do it as maybe you know, a career or competitively, which is very unfortunate. Um, so yeah, grew up around sport, absolutely loved everything about sport. Um, and once I graduated from university, which um, I did in Melbourne, my undergrad, I kind of knew that sport was something I wanted to get into. So I moved to Dubai, worked there for six years. Um, and a few of those years were working for a sport event management company. So I planned, developed, and implemented various sport events and programs for sporting councils, government, and corporate agencies, both uh, within Dubai and through the Middle East. 
So some of my clients, for example, were Abu Dhabi Sports Council, Dubai Sports Council, Ogilvy, Cannon, Volvo. So it was a very exciting time um, of my life and um, enjoyed the Dubai stint and then decided to come back to Australia to uh, pursue another degree, which was an MBA um, and did that in sport management as well. Um, and when I came back to Australia, and this was 2017, I also came back with the intention of staying, so getting residency here. Um, and my immigration agent lawyer said, you know, you have to move to Tasmania. So I was like, okay, moved to Tassie. And fortunately at the time, um, Motorsport Australia, which was formerly Confederation of Australian Motorsport, um, had an opening, um, as a sport club development administrator. Um, so that was working within the state of Tasmania, building and maintaining relationships with stakeholders here. So working closely with uh, government, track, competitors, officials, the clubs, so on and so forth. And the basic aim of that role was to uh, grow the sport, I guess, at a local level. So that's where my journey started. Now, I've seen some pictures of you playing netball. Did you play that at a high level? Uh, basketball, actually. Basketball, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. That's uh, I did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> so I played basketball for my state. Um, so that's for Karnataka. Um, the first time I represented them was in the under 13 nationals. So having that opportunity at such a young age was just uh, amazing, really rewarding and f fulfilling. And then went on to play a few more times. Um, I had a lot of injuries between the age of 13 and 17. So that stopped me on a few occasions. Um, but yeah, basketball has always been the passion sport for sure. Yeah, having that competitive background definitely helps within um, within motorsport. And you mentioned obviously that you did some karting and yeah, no one ever really said to you, hey, you know, as as a girl, you can go and race and, and participate in motorsport. When was the first time you sort of realized that that could happen? Uh, well, to be fair, no one even said a boy could do it. So okay. there was just, yeah, there was just no opportunity in India at the time. Um, motorsport, there were no tracks for one, from, from what I know, there were no tracks. So I wasn't exposed to any tracks. Um, there was Formula One. Um, my dad, enjoyed formula one so we knew who michael schumacher was because of that we watched a bit of formula one because of him um but yeah but for, apart from that there was there was nothing there was no there's no motorsport infrastructure there was no no drivers to look up to or anything like that when i was growing up um so my first yeah exposure to or anything motorsport like it is in Australia, was actually through my role at Confederation of Australian Motorsport. So that was 2019. Yeah, wow. That's to 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 be, uh, I guess, uh, you know, for Australians, you know, motorsports just something we grow up with, and uh, you know, I guess there's a lot of countries that are like that. America, um, definitely all through you, or most of Europe, I would say, would be the same. So to to think of a childhood without motorsport, I I. I don't know what I would have done as a kid. <laughs> yes, very different. Um, I obviously knew what the Grand Prix were, so I had lived yeah. in Melbourne. So I've gone to the I went to the Australian Grand Prix 
when I was about 18, 19, went to the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix when I lived in Dubai. But again, seeing the landscape of, you know, how the, like how Motorsport Australia is as the governing body, supercars, understanding, um, you know, how the state panels work, um, the state award dinners, the, the whole officiating side of things, no exposure to any of this. Yeah. Now, um, the the role, obviously, the, the Sport Development Administration um, within the Tasmanian office, and uh, one of your uh, key achievements, I believe, was that you got the first ever Girls on Track program um, down to Tasmania. How did you go about getting that sort of event to happen? Um, you know, the... The women in motorsport things definitely, um, you know, like the programs and that seem to have kicked off a lot more in the last uh, few years, um, you know, and that purely you know, is about the same time as obviously Tasmania kicked off as well. Um, what was involved with actually getting people to take that program serious? Um, well, for me, when I started um, my role, I remember having a conversation um with the person who ran the program then. And it was limited to just a few states. And one of the first questions I asked was, why don't we have it here, you know, in Tasmania? And the simple and short answer was a lack of funding. Um, and in my role, I had control um, or basically a say as to what actually went into asking government uh, to support what we do as the governing body. So. I basically just said that it was as simple as saying we need to sell this to them. It's it's a great product. Um, you know, the rest of the country, or at least the majority of the country at that time is getting to experience this program. Tasmania needs to be added to it. Um, and yeah, just put together the, the proposal and Touchwood had a conversation um, with the person from the department as well. And, and Touchwood, um, they, they backed it and continue to back it now as well. Was that the was that back when it was the Dare to Be Different program, or was that after they changed the name to Girls on Track? I was after. Okay. Yeah. So who who did you manage to get to to come and run that event? Obviously, being a new new first time to you know into Tasmania, um, was it something you ran locally? Were you able to get all the um, ambassadors to come along at the time? So the first event that we ran in Tasmania was actually last year. Um, and from memory, I think it was in June and um, Melbourne had just come out of a lockdown, I think, before they went into the long one. Um, but what happened at the time was Queensland went into lockdown unexpectedly. So Jess was supposed to... Justine was supposed to attend, yep. but she couldn't um, because of the border restrictions. We fortunately got Nadine Armstrong um, into Tassie from Melbourne at the time because it was safe to do so. Um, and then we had on-ground um, help. So we had two, two women here helping us, uh, which was great. Um, one is Casey Price. She is now a Girls on Track uh, champion and a race driver. And the other is Karina, and she's Melbourne-based and is a Girls on Track champion as well. She, her background is um, STEM. 
Um, so with the three of them and then the help of Andre, Hemgartner and Lachlan Dalton, who sometimes help us with our events, we were able to actually deliver that one. And of course, Western Australia, you experienced the same sort of thing as well. You had the the lockdowns, you know, around the same time and so you weren't able to get um, the same people over. But you, you managed to put together a bit of a program over here. So... Um, when you when you're obviously planning the events, you you obviously plan to have have the, that stage the ambassadors there. Um, yes. What you've booked all your dates and everything, and then lockdowns happen. Um, you know, were your thoughts to I guess during all that time just to go, nah, let's let's just not do this event. Or, you know, or was it a, a determination to make sure that those events still happened? Um, it was a very reactive. It was a very reactive phase. Phase. Um, we were fortunate um, that I actually lived in Hobart because we were in the green zone or the clear zone at, uh, through through majority of last year. Yeah. Um, and being able to live here meant the ability to travel around majority of the country to actually deliver our entire calendar, except we missed out on one event in Adelaide um, towards the end of the year, which was supposed to run with the Shannon's Championship. Um, but other than that, I think we had 13 or 14 goals and track events to deliver last year, and, and we delivered all. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, which was, was a great result given the circumstances that the country was going through. Um, and no, we, we were always really determined to try and deliver them because it's important um, It's important to do what we do. Um, it's an important educational component to, you know, girls um, in school and, and, and the younger generation to showcase what motorsport is all about. So it was uh, high stress, I guess, in a way, because like you said, majority of the ambassadors want able to actually travel, um, being based in Melbourne and Sydney. Um, but it also then gave me the opportunity to really network and connect with other women in the sport. And that's where the whole concept of the champions, I guess, was put into play, because there are so many women out there across so many different roles. Um, and, you know, just opening my eyes to what's out there gave us the opportunity to now build the, the ambassadors, the champions. And now we just have so many more women involved in the program, which is great because it's showcasing more roles, um, giving the girls an opportunity to see um, just the, just the, where is numbers of ways they can get involved. It's different to say, Hey, you know, here are the 20 different ways that you can get involved in motorsport, but to actually see, some of them, even if it's like ten or seven or whatever it is, it's it's a game changer. So we'll take a little bit of a step back um, because one of the other programs you're involved with um, is uh, the Ricardo's races, and I do really want to focus on girls on track um, in this chat, you know, because I think it's, um, I mean, it's definitely a very important program. Um, but the Ricardo's races side of thing. Um, that's another um, program that you are responsible for. Um, can you describe what Ricardo's Races is, um, the people that are involved with it, and obviously, like the I guess the the target and what what the outcomes from that 
you know, what, what people, if they go to those Ricardo races events, um, what, what they would be attending for and, you know, um, yeah, what, what would they get out of it? Yeah, sure. Uh, sure. So essentially Ricardo's races is our junior development driver training program. Um, it's targeted at children age 12 to 17 where they can come out, um, to a track. We usually use a skid pan and uh, learn the basics of motorsport. So it's a very controlled, safe environment. There's nothing high speed, nothing dangerous. And the intention or aim of this program is to, again, introduce them to motorsport. And then we hope they carry on to go and compete um, at club level events. Um, so they go through a number of different activities and workshops, starting off with like a theory session, um, oversteer, understeer, uh, bits and pieces about, you know, brakes, safety, so on and so forth. And then they'll go through slalom workshops um, and they'll conclude with a motor corner challenge. So it's not, um, it's not how fast you can go. You're com essentially competing against yourself. Um, so it's, it's a, basically a bunch of fun um, and learning, learning the basics of the sport. Um, we usually have at least one uh, Mustang there. So that I guess adds an element of excitement. And um, the drivers that deliver the program um, are professional drivers who currently race um, across various categories um, of championships in Australia. So you could have a supercars driver like Andre in attendance, um, who was there at the Perth event. Um, and he might be joined by someone like Lachlan Dalton, who competes in Trans Am. Okay. And then, and that's, um, I mean, do, do you see a mix of girls and boys at those events? Or is it mainly boys? Like, what do you see with those events? Um, there's a fair, fair mix. Um, yeah, sometimes you obviously the male tend to dominate the females. Um, but we're really trying to push for more girls, um, to get involved and give it a go. So we encourage some of the girls to track participants to, to try it. You don't have to like it. Um, um, but it's a good way to just, you know, get behind the wheel and learn a little bit more about motorsport. Now, has there been uh, any success stories out of the Ricardo's Races program about you know young youngsters that have gone on to um, get I guess uh, drives it you know towards the top end of town you know Super Three Super Two that sort of thing? Um, we've had a girls on track participant. Um, she she came from karting. Uh, her name is Zara Horn, and um, she then did. She's done girls on track, and then she did Ricardo's races as well. And she was one of the 23 drivers selected to go to the Ferrari Driver Academy um, Asia Pacific Finals uh, selection process. Sorry, um, in Sepang. Yep. So that was a that was a fantastic uh, result. Sepang's an amazing track, I have to say. So they're very lucky to get to go and drive on that track. <laughs> um, anyway, um, so the okay, so back back to girls on track. Um, they, so they obviously you said the aim of the program is to get more uh, women involved with motorsport. Um, what what are you actually presenting in the girls on track program? So 
I'll just step back a little. When the program was first introduced, it was targeted at girls aged um, 8 to 18. Um, So last year in Perth, that was basically the concept that we delivered. And last year, I also had a lot of time to reflect on how the program was being run. Um, And I decided, um, and we as an organization decided to revamp the Girls on Track program. So now we have two offerings. So we have Girls on Track Inspire, which is for 8 to 15-year-olds. And we have Girls on Track Pathways for 15 to 22-year-olds. So the Inspire concept is to educate girls about motorsport, introduce them to the sport. Um, Motorsport is not an accessible sport. So basketball, cricket, soccer, these things you you grow up and you play them in school, essentially. So you can bounce a ball, you know, you can uh, pick up a bat um, and you can play some level of sport in your backyard. But with motorsport, you know, you you can't really do that. With the Inspire program, we we look at targeting schools. So we're essentially looking to target girls who probably don't have that motorsport background. When when you're from a motorsport family, you grow up with it, like you said, like you did. Um, even in Australian culture, I think it's quite predominant depending on where you live, et cetera. But there are a lot of girls out there who have no, like myself, who have no idea what motorsport is. So we introduce them to the sport through workshops, activities, challenges, um, if we're running at a race meet, like um, say Supercars or Shannon's, um, the girls will also get the opportunity to go into maybe one of the team's garages and see what kind of happens behind the scenes. And the aim is just, again, to showcase um, motorsport is a sport out there. Motorsport is a sport they can get involved in and they can achieve anything in the sport if they want to. The Girls on Track Pathways events is for 15 to 22 year olds. And um, this is targeted girls who might be interested in the sport or have some passion for it as well. Some come into these events knowing exactly what they want to do in motorsport. Others are just looking for more information um, or the different ways that they could potentially get involved. Um, motorsport, a lot of you know, a lot of motorsport people think of just the race driver, but again, there's so many there's so many roles. You could be uh a physiotherapist you could be an engineer you could do what what, what you do essentially shane in the sport so we're trying to showcase um just again the different roles that are there we have our ambassadors and uh, champions attend these events um and we even invite guests now from industry so if the event say is being run at a supercars event we'll invite people from you know uh, different roles um who work in supercars to sh- talk about what they do. Um, at our Grand Prix event, for example, we had people from Formula One who came. So we had engineers, people from social media, mechanics, et cetera, uh, come and talk to the girls about their roles. So it really gives um, the girls an opportunity um, to connect and network with industry professionals. And we teach them how to make those connections, build on them, uh, go after their dreams. Um, in a nutshell, the Girls on Track program, we believe that you can't be what you can't see. So through these two events, we want to show girls all ages, 8 to 22, essentially, that they can be anything that they put their mind to. Um, it's a lot of hard work, so we do con- consistently reinforce that. It's not easy. Um, but with you know determination, perseverance, um, 
you and not giving up basically you can achieve anything you want to achieve i think we chatted with um charlie bullis from supercars um a fair few episodes ago and she had that same mentality of just just keep going until until she got what she wanted um yeah never never gave up on you know that dream of working for you know in a role within supercars and she got herself there and that's um yeah good good message to send the girls is to you know not give up um especially in an, in an industry that is very dominated by males and um by some very uh short-sighted males as well we should say um without wanting to bag out people <laughs> but again, um, every industry has it though that's that's the thing you know it's it doesn't matter really but um yeah so the um when you're running the um the the two programs do you have um yeah, do, do you just go to schools to get sign-ups or how do you how do you go about letting um, girls and their parents know that these events are on? Um, with Girls on Track Inspire, so for the 8 to 15-year-olds, like I said, that one's targeted predominantly at the school network. Um, so my, my job is to go out there and find schools who would like to participate. So I contact them via email, phone call, uh, pitch what the program is about and get the registrations that way. We also keep um, about 10 to 15 spots uh, open for individuals. Now, the individual spots are usually for, or usually what I've seen is girls who have a family involved in motorsports. So, their parents are either following, um, you know, the Motorsport Australia Instagram uh, page or maybe one of the ambassadors or champions. So they find out usually just through word of mouth and sign their uh, daughter up. With the Pathways events, um, again, these are, these are for girls interested in motorsports. So they're connected to the sport at some capacity already. Again, whether it's following one of the ambassador champions or Motorsport Australia, they somehow know about what we're doing and um, they've been signing up by themselves. So I haven't actually had to do any social media marketing in terms of paid, um, you know, Facebook ads or anything yet, touch wood. It's been growing quite organically for Pathways, which is fantastic. That's amazing. We also, yeah, it's really good. Um, and we've hit full capacity with Pathways um, every event that we've run actually till now. It's... Um, limited in space so it's usually 20 to i've done i think max 30 girls and it kind of depends on the number of women that we have from our end um the way i look at it is the smaller and the more intimate the groups um the more the girls will actually get out of it so for example at sandown we had a sandown we had about maybe seven or eight um, women from the girls on track team in attendance. So I opened it up to about 25 uh, girls to attend because they still get a good amount of time um, with people in the room. Yeah. And on top of that, we have guests from industry as well. Um, and with the schools, um, a majority of the schools come back. So we built a relationship over there with them and, um, you know, they're eager to get more 
uh, expose more of their um, goals to what we're doing. Um, usually the goals leave like super excited. You've seen the excitement on their faces. So yeah. when they go back to school, they have their goals on track uh, t-shirt and caps. And um, they're obviously talking about everything they did. Some of them usually think they can't do certain things like, oh my God, I can't change, you know, the tire on that, on that pit frame. It's going to be an absolute nightmare. And then they actually achieve. So they're over the moon. Um, the sim is something that's usually very intimidating as well. But the moment they figure it out and they can do it, um, it's just, it's just a game changer and builds on their confidence as well. I think the uh, simulator sessions as well, um, uh, from what I've seen at the, you know, I've been to now two events uh, for girls on track. There was the wow. Sydney one at uh, Sydney Motorsport Park in 2020, I think it was. Um, yeah, it would have been 2020, I think. Uh, 2021. 2021. Okay. Yep. Oh, you yeah, know, no, we were not traveling in 2020. Yep. So yeah. 2021, <laughs> um, which first introduced me to the program and, you know, I was absolutely gobsmacked, um, you know, at the, the talent of the young ladies that were there. Um, and from the ambassadors as well, like the, um, you know, I, I had, I'd obviously before that spoken with Molly and had, um, an interview and podcast session with Molly, um, Molly Taylor for anyone that's living under a rock. Um, and I had obviously heard of Jess Dane, um, but I hadn't heard of, um, and they're going to hopefully the Olga. I can never remember her last name. Um, yep. who is a very, very talented driver slash stunt woman um yeah. and and she was there uh jessica nicholson who um again i'd been living under a rock but yeah she's been over east doing these amazing things as an official um charlie bullis um she was there that that event um and romy um and again I'm not going to take a chance of pronouncing her last name, um, but Romy from Triple Eight Racing, who uh, just very recently uh, became the first ever woman engineer on a on a supercar at a Bathurst event, lead uh, engineer, which was fantastic. And and again, to be in the room with all those amazing women, and only one of them who I'd ever really spoken to before, and then to see um, who they were. Oh, I've forgotten another one, another. Like, uh there was Kate Peck. Kate Peck, yes. Sorry, Kate. Um, <laughs> Kate, of course, I, I'd never met before that day, but I'd obviously seen her on um, TV and uh, with media and stuff like that. Um, and Charlotte, Charlotte Pointy, yeah. who was one of our previous guests. So hopefully she doesn't listen to this episode because I'm sure she's going to hate me for that, um, <laughs> for forgetting her. But um I, I did stitch her up at that event with a photo, but um, yeah, we've had a bit of a laugh about it since. But um, yeah, and it just just the way they engage with the girls, and um, yeah, I spoke about it with Jess, like how Jess just completely handled this. Um, I don't know how to politely term it, but he he was 
he was a very rude man um, who made a comment about Jess and um, in front of all the girls as well, you know, like, do, you know, like, mate, you're at a girls on track event trying to promote to get girls into, into the sport and you're just behaving like a Neanderthal. <laughs> <laughs> just, just like so well dealt with him, um, and that that forever has stuck in my mind. That was just like the the response she gave, and then when we did the interview, um, that we did our podcast episode with Jess, um, I mentioned it to her, and she goes, oh, "I I don't even remember those things half the time," and I said, oh, "I just remember how well you dealt with it, and you know all the girls that were there, you know, just just like their faces were like, wow." You know, we don't have to put up with that sort of crap. And um, so it's sort of, it was almost, you know, if, you, if you're if you an outsider, you might have thought it was staged um, mm-hmm. by acting like a Muppet, but um, he was just generally generally a Muppet. But, um, uh, but anyway, so I've been to two events. I, the simulator is what really seems to get the girls excited because it brings out the competitive side. Um, yeah. And... And that's that is awesome to watch. Um, yeah, the the Perth event. There was a couple of girls from one of the schools that was there that sort of had had that. You could look at them and you're going. Yeah, to me, I was like, they have no interest in motorsport whatsoever. They're here for you know because they were told to be, or you know, it's a class or whatever. But then as soon as they got on that simulator, holy crap! Like their attitudes just changed. But all of a sudden, they're talking about motorsport nonstop. Yeah, sometimes all it takes is that one um, activity station or workshop that really hooks them into it. Yeah. Um, so it's different. It's different for everyone. Um, but the reaction lights um, that we have, yep. that's, that's always a good one that gets them really competitive. Um, and it's really fun when like the ambassadors and champions um, get involved as well. So if you have a driver like um, Lachlan, uh, Lachlan actually, yeah, Lachlan got involved in the Perth one where he demonstrated his best time and then the girls had to try and beat him. Yeah. Um, and they did it. They did it. <laughs> so it, it always, yeah, it's always good to see. And you're right, brings out a bit of uh, competitiveness, but in a very fun, safe environment. Yeah. yeah. The... Um... And I guess with those with the programs, you know, what what sort of follow up afterwards do the girls get out of these programs? Are they just um, now? Now, honestly, I do know the answer to this. I'm I'm only asking from the point of view that are from a lot of people that wouldn't know the program. Um, are they left to just float off into the into the motorsport world, or do they get a chance to be you know catch up with you know the champions or the ambassadors? Um, is there, you know, some sort of social group that, you know, media group that they can chat with or what, what's the next thing that can happen after they attend these events? That's a really good question. So, um, if they attend the Inspire when they're age eight to 15, so, um, the follow-up email is to usually the school and the parents, um, which gives them access to all the pictures so they can see what the girls actually got up to. And then a bit more information about what next, like you just said. So if they, if for instance, enjoyed uh, the sim or some of them actually get to go go-karting um, at Port Melbourne and 
Norwell events have karting as a activity station. So if that's something they enjoy, um, then, you know, we, we give them a bit of information on how they can get started in karting. We also provide and link in this um, booklet um, to different careers in motorsports. So um, their, their guardians can maybe read a little more um, about how they can get involved in the sport. And again, what are those different roles? We've also got a Facebook community um, that we encourage them to join now if they're interested. And um, this year, we've also introduced educational webinars. So we're doing at least one every month. Um, our events are not accessible to the entire country, unfortunately. You know, we're going to certain cities and delivering um, one or two events at the most. So through the webinars um, and the online content, the girls can um, continue to be engaged. And we have an ambassador champions and other guests who come on and talk all things motorsport. Um, so if a girl's 14, 15, mainly 15, she can also then go on to attend the Pathways event. And that's where she can further discover um, a role that she might have enjoyed, you know, at, at the Inspire event. So if she did a, a media work for, uh, workshop, for example, with uh, Nadine and Emma, she can actually attend the Pathways event and connect with them and have a conversation with them, ask them questions. They'll talk through their journeys as well, where they started, how they got there, what their job looks like. Um, and we've also incorporated a mentoring program now. So if one of the ambassadors champions thinks that they can further support a girl through their career journey and planning, they'll they'll pick them, I'll link them up um, and they can have those conversations. Um, um, yeah, outside of events. Awesome. Um, the future of these programs is a, is it going to be always, um, is it always going to be, uh, I guess, uh, something where the entire traveling team as such. So, you know, yourself and ambassadors will always come across or is it, is it going to be something eventually where, you know, like the champions will be able to hold, I guess, like a mini girls on track and then, you know, have the main, main one where you bring over ambassadors for it. Well, what's the, what's the plan with the, this sort of thing to, so I guess have more than just one a year. That's a very good question. And, um, we are, yeah, we have something in place for next year. Um, so all I can say at this stage is, um, it's a very exciting development with the program. Um, and actually two, it's actually two developments. So um, one is that growth that you're talking about. Yep. Um, how do we essentially deliver events um, without having so many people travel? And so that's one element that's coming into play in 2023 that we're working through right now. And the second element is, um, we consistently tell the girls through the Pathways events that they need to go out there and get um, experience, right? Um, they need to volunteer. They need to put themselves out there. Just as Charlie did, a lot of the other ambassadors and champions have the same story to share. So we'll be introducing something to basically assist with those opportunities. Um, 
I can't see any more than that right now. Um, all I can say is stay tuned. And um, yeah, I think it will be well received and it'll make the whole uh, Girls on Track concept um, or program in Australia, a 360 degree program um, that assists girls all the way from age eight to 22. Um, you know, no matter what age there are, there'll, there'll be something for them to do. Um, regardless of where they're based either. Fantastic. So I've got a couple of questions that got sent in. Um, we, we put up a message asking people for some questions and um, we've got a, so I'll go through these. So um, what can um, competitors and um, team mechanics slash owners do to help get more engagement um, from youth, both uh, you know, across, you know, not, not just girls um, and not just guys. Um, you know, what can we do to get more engagement and help get them into the sport? Um, well, to start off, I would say please contact me um, because that will help with one of my uh, program developments that are coming in next year. Um, so like I said, it's about creating those opportunities. Um, the, the great thing about the Facebook community and the Pathways events now is that we have um, young girls, women and young girls who want to get their foot in the door, right? They want opportunities. Um, so now it's our turn to present them with those opportunities. Okay. The actual, I just looked at the other two questions a bit more closely and they're, they're pretty much the same thing. They just thought really asking, you know, uh, what you've just answered is, you know, what, what they can do to get more people involved, um, which is great to see. Like we've got three of the same question come through, um, just worded differently. And, you know, if I wasn't paying attention, which I wasn't, um, sorry, people that ask those questions, um, you know, they all would have seen that they're exactly the same, but, um, one question we do ask uh, all our guests that come on here um, is before, I mean, it's generally, you know, before they race or if it's a photographer, before they go out and take photos or team mechanics, you know, whoever we've had on, we ask them this question, uh, which is, do you have any weird superstitions or things you need to do before you run an event? Uh, no, not really, actually. I, I wish I could get a good night's sleep, but <laughs> I have, <laughs> I don't even know how many alarms on um, that ring, you know, after every five minutes. Um, across two phones as well, I'll add, because <laughs> one's my work phone and one's my personal phone. Um, but yeah, nerves are usually on edge and uh, I, I have no, no routine as such. Yeah. Um, now, if you could have any person uh, that's been involved with motorsport over the years uh, come along to either a uh, Ricardo's, Ricardo's races or a Girls on Track event and I guess tell their story about how they got into motorsport and to give some words of encouragement to young people who would you want that to be? Who would you want to come along? You know, and they, it doesn't have to be someone who's currently uh, involved with motorsport. They they could have passed on. Um, we've got a magic machine. We can bring them back to life just for you. Um, 
who would you want that to be? Who would you love to be able to come along and just mentor at one of one of your events? Um, it's a tough question. I think it would be um, Lewis Hamilton, for sure. Um, just because um, he he he's different on the grid, right? Um, he's faced um, the wider societal issues um, that affect diversity in motorsport, along with you know the barriers that exist or currently exist in the sport. Um, and he's someone that's always uh, trying to do better. Um, so yeah, he would he would definitely be fantastic. Okay. We'll tag him in this episode and see if we can convince him to come along. That would be fantastic. <laughs> I mean, look, we can't even get we can't even get Daniel Ricardo to come on because his his uh, PR team's a bunch of losers. Um, but <laughs> maybe that's why they won't won't let him on, a, on our episode. <laughs> Keep calling him losers. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, okay, interesting answer. We've we've actually never had. Lewis Hamilton, I think, mentioned by anyone as their as their person they'd want to come along. We usually, when we get a variety of different responses, um, yeah. even from people, just like oh, I'd love my dad. I want my dad to come and talk to. You know, I'd love to race with my dad, or you know, have him there in my garage, or something like that. Or um, they, you know, obviously we get um, in center a lot. Um, and yeah, there's been a few weird and wonderful responses. Um, but we have, I don't think we've ever had Lewis Hamilton. So there you go. I think that's a first. Well, I'm thinking of it from the perspective of him attending a girls on track event. And yeah. um, um, our goal is to inspire, connect, and empower. And he's someone who's obviously very inspirational. And if he could share his journey and, you know, he can, continues, people continue to say horrible things about him. Um, and there's, there's so much racism um, in motorsport, especially at a Formula One level. He continu continues every day to face that, right? Um, so, yeah, he's, he's got a really good story to tell. And um, it's definitely inspiring, especially when you're different um, in motorsport. Um, yeah, which I just think would be really valuable to hear from him. Hmm. Now, before we wrap up, um, is there anything you'd like to talk about, to um, mention about the programs, um, thank anyone? Like, Actually, you know what? Before, I've, I've completely missed something. I want to know okay. what I want to know what since you've got involved with motorsport, what's been your most amazing thing you've been able to do outside of building these programs? Like person, personally, selfishly, you know, what have you been able to do? Like hot laps in something, or like what is, what is what has been something like? Let's just take off the you know the all the amazing work you've done with the programs and just go right. This is all about Priyanka. What's one of the most amazing things you've been able to experience since getting into motorsport? Well, I think you already said it, but I'll say it again. <laughs> um, it was the, the hot lap um, that I got to do with the Erebus team um, at, at Sandown. So um, Shannon was kind enough uh, 
yeah, to invite me to do that. And uh, yeah, I just never, I've never experienced anything like that before. It was, it was mind blowing. And I had this, this massive smile for the rest of the day. I just, that I couldn't wipe off. Um, and mm. I, I still can't now thinking about it. <laughs> so it was, yeah. Was Who was the driver honor. for that? Um, I, I forgot his name. <laughs> oh. Was it Brody? Was it Will? No. No, it was one of the other ones. Oh, no. David? I'm not sure. I apologize. I've forgotten his name. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. We might have to um, find out who you had your hot laps with. Um, yeah, it was David Russell. Okay. Yeah. Ah, yes. Okay, cool. Awesome. Well, um, okay, back to what, what, I was, what I was about to do, which was wrapping up the episode. <laughs> um, yeah, so look, any, anyone you want to, you know, obviously thank for, you know, helping you out, you know, where you, you know with what you've been doing. Um, you know, now's the time to plug the events, what's coming up. Um, you know, not just in Perth because we do have, you know, one or two listeners over east as well. Um, you know, and we, we actually do have listeners across the world. It's, it's quite um, interesting when we look, look at our, our, viewer, our viewers, our listeners. Um, yep. it's, it's quite actually spread around the, the country and over the world. So, um, yeah, time to plug your event, your, your programs. Perfect. Well, we're heading to the Australian Catholic University next week, um, which is very exciting. So we're delivering another Goals and Track Pathways event there in um, that's in Brisbane. Um, as you said, Perth is next on the list. We've got the Inspire and Pathways events, and um, they're both at full capacity. A few spots available, um, the Pathways event. So if anyone's listening, 15 to 22, interested in motorsport, want to learn more about the career opportunities, connect and network with women um, across various roles, then um, there's the opportunity to do so. And Shane and I will both be in attendance, so it should be fun. Um, we then head over to Adelaide um, December 1st, where we'll be running the Inspire and Pathways events. And we finally conclude the year in Darwin with the Inspire event. So that's a new addition to the calendar, um, first time in the Northern Territory for Girls on Track. So should should be good. Um, to, a thank you, um, massive thanks to the ambassadors, the champions and everyone else um, in the motorsport community who um, supports Girls on Track. Um, and that's uh, including you, Shane. So thank you for all that you've done for the program as well. I just like to dribble crap and, you know, <laughs> talk to cool people and get, get cool people involved with this sport. So, you know, but no, look, it's, um, the, these programs are amazing and, um, you know, every, every, um, I mean, I've only been to two so far, but, you know, looking forward to seeing many more of these happen. Um, because you can also, you know, always see the ones that have that little glint in their eye. By the end of the mm. day, you know that are just 
you know, you know that one day you're going to see them, um, just maybe not as soon as you'd hope, um, but eventually you, you know you're going to see them out there on track somewhere doing something, <laughs> either, you know, driving a car, media, engineer, team boss, <laughs> official, whatever. No, 100%. Um, the Parkways events are already showing us, um, you know, results. So we've got girls, some of girls have actually got jobs already. So whether it's full-time or part-time, yeah, they're, they're, they're putting themselves out there and they're taking on the advice um, that the ambassadors and champions are giving them. So some have got jobs, uh, some have got work placement opportunities, um, again, across various roles, engineers, mechanics, uh, sponsorship, PR, media, you name it. Um, others have gone on to officiate because that's one thing we um, tell them to do. It's like it's, it's probably the best way to learn more about the sport. Um, the more time you spend at the track, you learn more. Yep. And um, yep. that's how I've, I've learned whatever I know from motorsport was, you know, my initial time with Motorsport Australia and the Tassie office. I spent almost every other weekend at a different racetrack um, sorry, at a different discipline as well. I wasn't only focused on circuit. I went out to rallies. I went out to off-road, hill climb. Um, and the community is just really helpful. So, you know, you ask a question and, and they taught me everything I know. Um, so it's a great way for girls to get in, uh, get started in motorsport. And a lot of them are actually doing that too. So it's just, it's just fantastic to see. And you're right, as the years, you know, as we go through the next few years, there's just going to be more and more of growth through the program and really excited to see where it all leads. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Um, it's, um, yeah, always a pleasure to catch up with uh, guests that are not just in Perth and not just drivers because, you know, drivers are cool. You know, obviously they we can't have motorsport without drivers, but, um, we can't have motorsport without uh, people like yourself behind the scenes uh, getting programs up and running that uh, get the next generation of races in because without the next generation of races, we can't go racing either. So, um, And then we'd all be just sitting around twiddling our thumbs wondering what to do. And I believe that um, we'd all end up taking up golf or some other boring sport. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure to chat with you and um, looking forward to seeing you in two weeks. No worries. We'll see you then. So uh, if you want to catch up with uh, what Motorsport Australia is up to, head over to motorsport.org.au. Um, actually, a bit of G. Yes, motorsport.org.au. Um, under the um, events area, there is the FIA Girls on Track. Um, and there's also Ricardo's races listed there. Um, get on, have a look at those. And, of course, as Priyanka mentioned, officiating is another good way to get your um, your mitts into motorsport. Um, so have a look at that as well. Um, thank you again. See you in a couple of weeks. And um, end of episode. Shane here. Catch you later. Sport. Thanks for listening to our latest episode. If you don't already follow us, head on over to Facebook and Instagram. Find us on there, give us a follow, or visit our website behindthesport.net, catch up with the latest motorsport news, find all of our previous episodes, and of course you can leave us comments on those as well.
You can also find us on your favourite podcast provider such as Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes and more. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.